For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yo, 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 what is up, Thunder fans? This is Jerry, a.k.a. Champagne Jerry, a.k.a. Trulies are better than White Claw Jerry. In the house on your playoff edition that we never thought was going to come, and yet here we are. The day has came, and I have two amazing gentlemen with me to discuss this. Um, I am going to start out east with my Kentucky bluegrass buddy who is delivering lumber as we speak. He lays the wood and he delivers it. Uh, Dylan Thunderchats Hunsinger. What's up, brother? Hey, man. Just like you said, you know, I'm on my way to a delivery as we speak. I got, uh, I got lumber and doors on, on my truck today. So, you know, a little, little variety. But uh, I'm excited to be here on our, another edition of the Workman's Pod. I love it. I love it. Um, and then joining us in the hot San Antonio of South Texas, we have Maddie eyelashes moles, as I like to call them, because those things are thick and beautiful. Um, what is going on, Maddie? How are you, brother? Pretty good, man. I didn't even put on guy liner today. So uh, they just naturally, they're real and they're spectacular. They, they um Man, it is it is really hotter than the devil's butt crack out here. Like, <laughs> I no longer have a basement in Nebraska where like I can throw on a hoodie and I'm like comfortable or whatever when I do these things. Yeah, off now, so it's like, hmm, it's balls hot. I got an idea. Let's build up. Yeah. Um, so like, that's just where my bonus area is. And so I I apologize if y'all can hear my fan in the background, but I will literally die without it. Um, that and my my truly uh, mango lemonade that I'm rocking. I'm still White Claw Gang, but these suckers are refreshing. All right, so we have another White Claw convert that's over to the Truly Lemonade Gang, and they are the absolute best things ever. I hate the mango, black cherry, and the lemonade. The OG lemonade makes me excited. And breaking news, Jerry just got chose for the Saturday game as a virtual fan. Um, he's going to drink a crap ton of champagne and oh, really bring the noise. Um, so breaking news, just heard it here, hot off the press from my wife. Um, love to see it. You love to see it, boys. Um, so, yeah, we've been talking about this. A small update. I, I'm drinking bottled water, so I, I don't die in the heat. Just, <laughs> just want everybody to know that. Keep going. I appreciate that. Um, we need you around. So does the new little boy um, that we hope to be – Naming him Shay somehow. Shay, 
We're going to work on Chelsea on that. Uh, we got you, brother. Uh, Absolutely. No, man, this is, uh, this is an exciting time. You know what I mean? I, I don't know about you guys, but whenever this whole thing popped out in March, I never thought we'd get here. Um, yet, here we are in the NBA bubble playoffs. Um, we, the, the matchup is just something else. Uh, there's so much to be freaking excited about. But the one thing that I wanted to do with you guys is just close out this regular season. You know, um, it's over. We paced for 50 wins, which was better than last year. Um, thanks to Dolan for that, for the, for the accurate math um, and Excel spreadsheet working to get us there. Uh, but, I mean, what do you guys think? What, what's your guys' overall emotion? Um, just ex- are you happy? Do you think – I don't know. Just tell me what the heck you think about this regular season slash bubble. Uh, if I could go real quick, just because yeah. I'm about to get to my stop, uh, I, I just want to say, like, props to the NBA, props to Chris Paul. Like, I mean, the bubble is far from a perfect thing. Like, I mean, there there's few things that can be perfect in sports. Um, you know, there's just so many logistics that have to go into it. But um, everything that happened in Orlando, um, the day-to-day stuff, and how the games were run, uh, really player maintenance. You know, you knock on wood you've only had like you know minor issues there like i mean i think the bubble was a huge success um as far as the thunder side of things uh it it was good i I really like the seeding games because it was a chance to knock some of that rust off uh in particular you know shea kind of had a shooting slump here chris paul got started off a little sluggish as as well as gallo and um you know those last couple games you really kind of saw Chris, Shea, and even Dennis, you know, who took off some time a little bit to, you know, go birth a human. Or not go birth a human, but be present for the birth of a human. I was about to say, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Dennis, you weren't showing Breaking all, news. <laughs> and Breaking he's back news. already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And back and killing it. Like, 17 points in the first half. Like, didn't miss a beat. Like, it, it, it was just – the seeding games were great to knock off some rust to get those slumps out of our way and just go fully dominate the Rockets starting tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I, I think I totally agree with you on the fact that how big of a success it was. I think what sucks about part of it is we had some pretty bad uh, injuries, you know, to a couple of players that were out there, not so much ours, but you know, Jaron Jackson for Grizzlies. And that was very, very, very impactful. Um, when you look at that, you know, how the rest of their seeding games played out. Um, the Phoenix thinking Suns, man, and Monty Williams. I mean, those guys being a huge surprise. Uh, I mean, and I hate to say this, but Dame Lillard hooped, you know what I mean? And the Blazers hooped it up and put themselves in the playoff position. So um, it, I just can't say enough how proud I am of Chris Paul being able to get like, 98% of the league together somehow whenever he's, you know, talked bad about a lot, but, you know, to, to get that much of the league together and everybody follow the stinking rules um, and make sure that outside they, of Lou say what outside of one person that had to go get some wings from magic city. Yeah. Stupid Lou. Um, but Hey, it, it is what it is, you know, but it, it was, it was definitely a very, 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 very successful bubble. Um, and yeah, now we're moving into the playoffs. I mean, what do you think, Maddie? Um, yeah. I mean, overall the season, 
Billy Donovan uh, earned himself a, an extension for as long as he wants to be here, um, which is something that we didn't really see coming. Um, Chris Paul went from being considered a negative asset to he's going to be a second team all NBA player. Yep. Um, maybe what fifth in MVP voting. So like, that's pretty, that's pretty incredible. Um, just to turn around for his reputation. Um, Danilo Gallinari might do a sign and trade to someone else, or he might stick around with us for a while. Like our team actually could have some consistency heading into next season, which is something we didn't even think this roster was going to finish out the year together. So just that in its own right is pretty remarkable. The 50 wins is great. Um, Technically we're a five seed. We're basically a four seed just with how things worked out. I mean, we still, yeah, is dumb, but whatever. Um, Either way, we are a better team this year than we were last year with Paul and with Russell Westbrook. I, I said early in the season, I was like, look, like, maybe we're not as talented of a, of a basketball team this year as we were last year, but we're a better team overall. The, the total of our parts together, working together just fits better. And um, these guys play for each other and they love each other and the, the camaraderie and the chemistry, they just picked up right where they left off. It's like an old school friend that, you know, you, you kind of do, do your own thing, go your own way. And then you come back together and it's like, no time had passed, you know, you just fit right back in naturally. That's, that's kind of how, you know, the bubble was for us. It was good to knock off the rust um, to get some guys like Dort, uh, you know, he's hopefully going to come back at some point. We'll talk about that. Um, Some more minutes. Nader actually played really well in the bubble. Um, Now Burton didn't, but whatever, like, let's just chop it up to that minus Burton. I mean, all the young guys were, were, you know what I mean? That was just, Baisley, I mean, three 20-20-20 games back-to-back-to-back was great. I mean, it's going to be fun. You know what I mean? Even after this season, it's still going to be fun. We have a really good group of young guys. I mean, that's the one thing I think I took away from this year is coming in with a lot of uncertainty on that. And here we are, falling in love with all of them, acting fools, Mm -hmm. you know, creating memes for them and whatnot. So, I don't know who I, I never thought I'd say that I want a pair of New Balance basketball shoes. <laughs> but, uh, here I am. Um, and then the the one thing that I think is just amazing is Chris Paul literally made me eat my words from the beginning of the season because I said literally, and I quote, "I don't want a stupid face on my team," or "No, I don't want a stupid face around my young guys," um, is what I said. And you know, going could back, you have been more wrong? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm absolutely, completely not correct about that. And it's, I'm glad actually, you know what I mean? And, and, and as a Thunder fan, this is the best case scenario that we could have hoped for. Um, I think most of us were thinking, oh man, it's about to be over. We're going to blow this up. Here comes the, the mid-20 win games. Here comes all the draft picks. And we still got all the draft picks, but the wins were doubled up than what we were thinking. You know, I think going into preseason, most of us had us in the twenties or thirties. We didn't think that we would sniff 40 wins and here we are, you know, sniffing 40 wins plus some Um, just, just an amazing season. Just an amazing season. Thank you for shouting out Billy. This guy deserves so much freaking credit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been saying it for years that, you know, you can, you can coach a team, 
You know what I mean? But if they don't execute the game plan, that's, that's not your fault. Right. And I've heard people be like, Oh, well it's his job. No, these guys are professionals. You know what I mean? Just like I'm a professional at my job. If my boss asked me to do something, I do it. You know what I mean? And if the plan doesn't work, it's their job to scrap it, figure out a new one. And we try again. Um, and I think this team is very, very well built on scrapping stuff and trying it over again. You know, we, we, the offense morphed multiple times over the season. The defense got better and better over the season. Um, and it's not even individual defense. It's team defense. That's when that, you know, that got us there. So, um, <coughs> sorry, getting choked up over here about it. Um, it's just amazing. You know what I mean? The, the, this whole team and this season has been so amazing for as crappy as COVID has been. So, um, yeah, I mean, let's dig into what we all care about right now. You know, I, I think that everyone, I know how I am, you know, we get to the playoffs when we make it, it's like, all right, the regular season's over. Here we go. You know, what, what's day one look like here? And um, day one for us looks like we're playing the Rockets. Um, well, looks like we are playing the Rockets. Um, and, you know, two uh, debilitating injuries on both sides uh, of the team going into game one, just to, just to dive right into this. Um, Lou Dort for us, we just got word that he is missing game one. Um, let's hope he's there for game two. And then on the rocket side, they are going to be missing our, our Lord and savior, Russell Westbrook, um, who is now a Houston rocket. And, um, I feel bad for him, but I'm happy for my team, uh, that we don't have to deal with that for at least one game because it's a headache for anybody. Let, let me just speak for – so, obviously, there is no other way that 2020 could go besides the Rockets and the Thunder meeting up in round one. There was no other way that it could have gone, right? I mean, that's just the way it had to be scripted. So, here we are. Um, the big thing is, I am a Thunder fan first. Amen. I will always love Russ, but I'm a Thunder fan first. If I have to choose between Russell Westbrook winning a ring – in Houston or Oklahoma city winning a ring, Oklahoma city is winning that ring, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm taking us every time. Yeah. That being said, should the Rockets beat us in advance, I will be rooting for Russell Westbrook to just annihilate everybody in his path. Yep. And those things don't have to be mutually exclusive. What, what you do have to do is make a stand. I'm not, if Russ wins a championship in Houston, I'm not claiming that as a fan, right? I'm not, oh, yeah, Russ, you know, my, my boy. Yeah, I love Russ forever, right? Russ forever. But that's not my win. I'm, I'm not claiming that as a fan. Uh-uh. I'll claim it if the, if the, the Thunder go on to win. Yep. I'm not claiming it as Russ, right? And so these people that are, like, halfway into both are hedging their bets. Like, no, no, no. You, you pick your side. You're either a Thunder fan or you left the thunder and now you're rolling with Russ. Yep. You don't get to pick both. Well, I mean, and, and I mean a lot of LeBron being Switzerland well, is probably the easiest thing as as a, you know, in NBA Twitter right now. It's just how it is, you know, and it doesn't even go with just our fan base. Screw you that. See. Yeah, screw everywhere. that. And I'm I'm right there pick, with you, man. Make a stand. <laughs> make a stand. Like not not every You know what? Like these are the these are the people that like what is important, right? Like, what are you standing behind? 
these are the people that if they're studying for a test, they highlight the whole page because they say the whole page is important. If everything's important, <laughs> nothing's important. You got to make a stand. What is actually important and where, what do you believe in? What are, what, do you move, what are you moving forward standing behind? And then what, what is just like, okay, I'm a fan of the NBA after X event happens. Am I still going to watch the rest of the playoffs if the Thunder lose this first round? Probably so. I, I probably won't watch every single game, but I'll still be invested and I'll definitely watch the finals um, because, you know, I love the NBA, but um, you got to enough of this standing around. Like the reason why we wanted this chaos was because a lot of people were, were being fake fans and saying, well, I love the thunder, but go Russ. And then like 90% of their tweets are actually about Russ and the Rockets. And they're not even talking about the thunder but they still say that they're Thunder fans. It's like, no, like your actions and the overflow of your heart or the overflow of your heart, thus your mouth speaks. Yep. You know, so really that's where your heart is. And that's fine. Yeah. If you wanted to follow Russ to Houston, that's cool. Go ahead. And I mean, we're I'll not going to fault you. you for it. Yeah, I'll still love don't, you. Just don't try to say that you're still all in on the Thunder because you're obviously not. You yep. can only be all in on one thing. So you I'm all in on being a, being a Thunder fan. Yeah, you heard it here. Maddie says, choose your side already, okay? Quit being on this on the fence and pick a side and live on it, you know, until this series is over. Um, and then we can all figure out what we want to do after that. Um, <laughs> I know from a well, from a Twitter perspective, this is about to be one of the most exhausting weeks mentally of my life. Um, I I am going to be shaking my head a lot. Um, probably cursing people, probably starting to type tweets and then deleting them. Um, or do that just, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Or just going in nuts, right? Like there's not going to be any in between here. Um, and I just, from, from as a Thunder fan and a, a very diehard one, um, I'm just going to say, you know, y'all are going to get surprised all these guys that are playing the fence and, and playing that other side, you're about to be really surprised. Cause I have very high are going to come out for this team. Yeah, no, I, I just think that this team has been slept on way too much. Um, 0.2%. Yeah. Well, there, there's a lot of caveats into that percentage, but still, you know what I mean? That that's, they gave us nothing, you know, to get there. And, and here we are, um, the, the four or five C cause I'm not going to call us the five C cause we literally tied them exactly on win percentage. And I thought we had the, the, the tiebreaker, but I guess we didn't because of some other obscure way that they figured that out. Um, but you know, this is about to be crazy. Um, Twitter is going to blow up and I can't wait for it. Um, and I think, honestly, I mean, if, if we just look at a lot of the dynamics, you know, I think Chris Paul, you know, as we lean into this thing, I think Chris Paul is going to have the biggest chip on his shoulder that we've ever seen him, him have. You know what I mean? And he's had a lot of different chips on his shoulder throughout his career, if you really look at it. Um, but this is definitely going to be the biggest one. Um, the way Houston did him for Tata, you know, uh, even Daryl Morey, you know, he's, he's going to want to go at some people's necks here. And, um, you know, we've, 
I, I've seen a lot of stuff going around Twitter where I think everyone agrees that Chris Paul, you know, is probably top three, if not top two, smartest players in the league. You know, whenever you're just talking about um, basketball IQ, putting himself in the right situations, taking advantage of what the defense gives you, uh, the guy just does it. You know, there, there's, I mean, the rip moves, the rip move. I mean, I don't know <laughs> how else to explain it, you know, and he just takes it because that's a foul that gets me that much closer to the bonus. Or if I'm in the bonus, you know, there goes some free free throws um, that I get to shoot. So um, I'm, I'm really excited to see Chris Paul in this. Um, and then on the other side, Russell, you know, I, I think that whenever he does come back, um, I think he truly thinks you know, and, and the Rockets think that this is their shot. You know, this is the first time that they've had this shot um, in a long time to be this dominant. Um, and they're ready to do it. I mean, because they've, I hate to say it, but, you know, they've been working on this small ball for a while and it's working. Um, you know, it's it's equated to some W's out there. Um, so I, I think that he's going to go nuts also. Um, just, just that dynamic right there. I'm so excited to see. Um, I mean, what, what's the thing that you're looking forward to the most coming into this thing? So there are a couple of different angles. One, we got a pretty good semi quasi small ball lineup too. Granted, I know we still have Gallinari and Steven Adams, so they're not really necessarily small ball, but running with three guards is, and by the way, that was the number one, uh, five-man lineup in net rating in the, the entire NBA. So I'm very excited to see us getting Dennis back and getting to run that lineup and see what that looks like going up against um, uh, going up against the small ball lineup of the Rockets. And then if Nerlens and Steven Adams start to have issues because they get put out on an island and they we just can't defend on the perimeter the way that we'd like to um seeing how billy uh adjusts and i've said it for a week and a half now since it looked like it was going to come down to us playing the rockets basically it's going to be the x factor in this thing because we can play him at the four obviously where we have been or in some instances billy also played him at the five in some lineups now granted a lot of that time at the five was with guys like nader um who aren't realistically going to see a ton of minutes in the playoffs unless foul trouble and such. But um, especially once we get Dort back, like there, there will absolutely be no minutes really for him. Um, Maybe like three a game or something, but basically being out there going to be up by 30 every single game. He's going to be playing trash minutes the last five minutes of the game. Right. I mean, well, yeah, I, I wouldn't hate that. (laughs) Um, But I, like, so what, like Tucker's going to have to come defend him, defend Baisley out on the perimeter too. Like Baisley's going to rise up over him all day. Yep. And, and by the way, Baisley's got the step back going. He's cooking with that. You can tell he worked on that. Um, these aren't just fluke shots that are going in. He actually intentionally added that to his repertoire. So that's going to be very interesting. Seeing the minutes with him at the five, getting to see, our three guards in there at the same time, which we haven't really seen um, since the restart began. Um, 
Hopefully Shea is out of his funk. Like that would be great. Hopefully Danilo can average 20 plus points a game um, and just be cooking offensively. That's another thing. Like he can get whatever shot he wants. Like nobody can defend Danilo either. Yeah. So fine. And we can just put it out to him in the post and, and he could just turn around, rise up and shoot from even like eight feet away. And that's, that's great. You know, just don't let the health defense get there. And Oh, by the way, a common misconception is that the Oklahoma city thunder outside of Gallinari don't have a lot of three point shooters. That's absolutely not true. All three of our guards that, you know, Shea, CP three and Dennis can all shoot. Nader has actually increased his three point percentage in the bubble. Baisley is shooting 40 something percent inside the bubble. Oh, and Sex Panther himself, Mike Muscala, if we have to run him at some, some time just to open up the offense a little bit, that dude is hitting like crazy too. So we have a lot of guys. I, was, I mean, really the only – you could say what you want about Ferguson. I still, I still kind of like his jumper. It just hasn't gone in. So oh, yeah. mental, I guess. But, but Dre and Steven Adams are really the only ones that, quote-unquote, can't shoot threes. And it's, it's because they mainly don't. And Dre's actually shot it pretty well coming back too. So it's like if Dre can be shooting 35-plus percent from three, the Rockets are screwed. Well, and, and, you know, there's one player that you haven't mentioned in all this, right? Steven Adams, right? And, and I wholeheartedly believe in this. Steve's going to be close to a 20 and 15 a game guy if he does this right. Um, I also think that he'll be living at the free throw line. You know, they're not yeah. going to make his shots easy. So Steve's going to end up having to, to execute at the free throw line. But, you know, when we look at our team offensively here, um, just like you said, man, we have some weapons. I mean, it's it, it, this is not a team that can't shoot. This isn't a team that can't create their own offense. Um, this isn't a team that doesn't have a lineup that, you know, at least has one to two guys in it that can score effectively uh, by themselves. You know what I mean? They can create their own offense as opposed to, you know, being being created for them. So, um Big thing, I, I think, you know, you mentioned Baisley being the X factor. I think it's Steve. Um, and the reason why I think it's Steve is because if he's if he's getting boards on the offensive end, which I, I think that he will get a lot of them um, just based on, on how small they go um, and the fact that we really don't shoot that many threes comparative, you know, to the rest of the league. Yeah, we'll, we'll chunk them up some nights, but on average, I think we're, we're below the league average there. Um, and he's going to have a lot more opportunities to clean up the glass um, and get some easy, easy buckets. Um, you know, the, the, the big thing offensively that I, that I look forward to is I really don't think anyone can guard that three guard lineup. We're just too quick and too smooth. And whenever that does get played, um, we're going to end up, smashing some people out i mean we're gonna end up just getting easy layups and and easy shots you know just penetrating kicks uh to the wide open shooters and it's it's gonna be nice and i don't think the three-headed monster as i like to call it is going to get played as much as we think in this series and it's just because of on the defensive end you know we we got to mix it up on that on the other end and make sure we're long and athletic as Sam Presti likes our teams um, to disrupt, you know, the Houston Rockets, because um, on the flip side, like I said, these guys, 
they're hooping, man. I mean, they put up like 140, 130, 120 uh, while in the bubble, you know, uh, just astronomical amount of points. And I get it, you know, not some of those games. No one played defense and it was lackadaisical on that end. But uh, you still got to shoot the ball and put it in. And they did that at a pretty high clip. Um, the The emergence of Austin Rivers lately, you know, has has been something that, I've always hated the guy because he shows up when you don't want him to. I mean, he's, that's just the type of player that he is. Um, so yeah, I'm, there's so many different things that go into this. You know what I mean? Cause I look at it from the defensive end now, you know, and um, if you look at the Houston Rockets offense, it's all based off of angles. It's all angles based. It's, it's, I need to get the defense here. And with knowing that, I'm going to end up kicking it out over there or um, Hey, if I'm James Harden, I'm going to go ISO one-on-one over here, knowing that I have Russ in the corner and then he can penetrate and break down the defense even more. And then we can get an open shot from somewhere else. Um, So it's going to be a lot of team defense here. And that's something that I think we're stronger than the Rockets in Um, have the Rockets shown spurts of really good team defense. Yes, they have. Um, in that small ball lineup, they most definitely have, you know, they, they closed out, I think some of the best clutch minutes, um, in the bubble, you know, with defense by coming back, you know, in games and, and all this other stuff. But I mean, this thunder team is going, I don't know, man. I I just think we handle them. I don't, that's just the easiest way that I can put it. I, I think that, they're not going to have an answer for everything that we have. We're not going to have an answer for some of the stuff they do either. But I think whenever you weigh both of those out, we win, you know, and if we remember a long shot, long rebound, um, we're going to be in a lot better of a spot um, than some of these other teams and how they try to play the Rockets in the bubble. Um, I just saw a tweet by Russ saying locked in, see y'all later. Why not? But then, Oh, in the H town, jersey and it just it sucks Uh, um uh i will say like if stephen adams isn't hitting his free throws then that's going to force him out right yank him out nerland's noel is not much better uh he may be a comparable free throw shooter to stephen adams they may shoot about about the same um i'm i want to see this is the lineup i want to see I want to see CP3, Dennis, Shea, Danilo, and Baisley. I want that lineup because everybody can shoot. We have length with Shea and Danilo and Baisley. Okay. We have we have good perimeter defense uh, in Chris Paul. And an underrated guy um, when he's going, uh, Dennis Schroeder is actually pretty good on the perimeter yep. when he's – when he's playing well within the offense and he's invested on the defensive side and there's a lot of synergy that happens there. Yeah. How, the Rockets can't just put anybody, maybe Gallinari a little bit, but he's his length. He's a better defender than people give him credit for. I'd say, um, I think you toss him up against PJ Tucker and it's a little bit more of an even matchup. And then you let Baisley, you know, go on that off guard or off forward, whoever it is that's out there for him at the time, whether it's Daniel house or, um, Roco is the other one they've been running in that four spot. 
Um, I, I definitely think that that Baisley can can help out there. I, I like that lineup actually. I like that lineup. The only thing that scares me is that 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 Dennis and CP3 at the same time. If you have James Harden and like an Austin Rivers um, <coughs> on the floor, uh, it's gonna be pretty tough for them because they're they're undersized there. The the funny thing is, uh, two days ago on Twitter, it's been blown up and people are like, oh my gosh. Um, Chris Paul was asked, you know, James Harden is such a good offensive th- talent. Like, what are you, how are you guys preparing to defend him? Mm-hmm. And he kind of talked around it for a second. And then he just said, we have some ideas, which if you take it on the surface, you're just like, man, they have no idea. Like, how are, they don't know what they're doing there. But Chris Paul's not going to say what our strategy is. It's no. going to be pretty, pretty evident. And don't you think after the beef between Chris Paul and James Harden, which they, they understated it a little bit, but there's a beef there. There's no love loss between those guys. Yeah. And there's no uh, – and Dan, Tony, and obviously, you know, you mentioned the, the owner um, and, and Maury uh, basically saying one thing to, to Chris Paul and then doing another. Yeah. Chris Paul, as smart as he is, man, he's going to have us so locked in. And he's already going to have the ear of the, of the officiating crew and like, hey, you better look at this. Like, this is what's going to happen. Uh, watch, watch James Harden grabbing our defender's arms and flailing when he gets to the paint. It's yeah. going to happen. And some calls are going to drive us nuts. But I'd say, like, if I've got to have anybody putting us in the right position on the floor, it's probably going to be Chris Paul to defend James Harden. Now, when Russ gets back, just this freak athleticism kind of throws everything out of whack. The only person that could ever defeat Russ, and we've said this for years, the only person on a basketball court that could ever defeat Russell Westbrook is Russell Westbrook. And so if he's, if he's not in his own head and he's playing within an offense and just being the freak athlete he is, then he's, he's going to be a problem for us. Yeah. But Chris Paul knows how to get under his skin a little bit. So yeah, um, I think that's going to be the, a, a fun dynamic right there too. You know, just like you said, Chris Paul is way more cerebral than the rest of these guys. You know, they, they act off of pure emotion sometimes and he's using the old noggin the whole time. Um, I, I think, I think, I think that, whenever you look at just the, the two different teams, you know, and you, you were sort of mentioning this one is more or less like, Hey, we're good. We know we're good. We're going to end up just running and gunning the whole game, try to stop us versus us that looks at a game, makes adjustments throughout the game and finds ways to win no matter what you know what i mean it was it's not off of a bunch of three pointers or you know just jacking them up it's it's based off of grinding it out um i don't know whenever i look at matchups i i think that we we win there too you know i've it this is really going to be come down to who makes the less mistakes you know really and truly because both teams like i said they, they do a bunch of different things just really 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 good um i don't know i i like your lineup though the one that i think we're gonna see probably a little bit more of is chris paul dort slash andre right 
Um, probably Shay, Danilo, and then I like the Baisley move um, right there, no matter what, just because you're, you're keeping speed for speed and um, you're able to stay in front of these guys. Uh, I'm just going to keep it real, you know, with, with all Thunder fans right now, as much as I love Russ, when that man has the ball in his hands, if we're not packing the paint and just running out to shooters and making sure to put a butt into someone's body once the shot goes up, it is going to be a very, very long series. Um, we have to force Russ to do what we want him to do, and that's shoot the ball from the outside. Um, go ahead. What did Portland do against Russ? What did Utah do against yeah. Russ? Back the paint. Right? Back. What did Houston do against Russ? Back the paint. I mean, it's like, look, Russ, if, you're, if you shoot 40% from three to beat us this series, then hats off to you. Yeah, good job. But especially now the one, the one benefit they'll have is the fact that Russ isn't going to have to be the sole creator of, that, of things on that offense. James Harden can create. Yep. Uh, enough in his own right. And he can manufacture trips uh, to the line and get freebie points and slow the game down and allow the guards to get the rest and all that stuff, um, which is fine. So like Russ shouldn't be overly exhausted um, because he doesn't have to do everything on both ends of the floor. But that being said, even a, even a rested Russ, you know, could, not be efficient, right? If, if we force him to play outside of where he's been successful this year, he had that long streak of 20 point scoring games because he stopped shooting threes and was attacking the basket and was getting to the mid range and actually hitting the mid range with consistency. Yeah. And so, I mean, be around, but don't overly close out. Like if Russ wants to beat us from three, then let him beat us from three yeah. and we'll yep. move on. And I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, the way that we, that we end up going, um, we'll end up being, we'll end up being that way. And then I also think it's, it's going to be a little bit more of no matter what you do, we have to pick up James Harden. If he's the main ball handler, we have to pick him up or not let him get the ball if Russ is the main ball handler. You know what I mean? Just deny, deny, deny. Make that tough on him. Wear him out there. And then we need to isolate him on defense, you know, James Harden. And um, I'm going to say it, we need to isolate Russ on defense too. You know, find ways to put them into one-on-one matchups with us because they don't – and this, this is just a fact. They don't like – to put their energy out in on defense. They don't, you know, they would rather use that for the offensive end. And it's, it's, it's just a fact. You know what I mean? You can go look at it all. It's there. I don't want to hear about James Harden being the second best post defender guards. Like I don't care about that because that happens maybe three times a game. I want to talk about who he's guarding 90% of the game, you know, whenever he's in. So um, there's, there's, there's a lot of good and bad that come with both of them. Yeah. Well, it's just like the game of zones, right? D'Antoni's like, no defense, double the offense. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I mean, that's, that's a, 
and, and perfect for them, right? And the the small guard, the, the small ball lineup works because they have Russ. So it's also going to be a very interesting in game one without Russ to see how they manufacture or how they're able to get in position for rebounds yep. um, because they don't have the best rebounding guard in NBA history uh, doing work. Um, something else, like how they say that in the playoffs, your rotation shrinks typically yep. right you have about eight or nine guys that you play depending on the team uh, yep. in in a, in a series right like you're, you're typically not getting you know into the into 10 guys plus um so obviously we're gonna have our three guards we're gonna have gallinari we're gonna have steven adams all of those guys are gonna play basley's gonna play right that's six uh, obviously, you know, Nerlens is probably going to have to get some run because Steven Adams is most likely going to get in some kind of foul trouble. Um, and he's just, he's with the speed and the pace of this thing, he's going to need to rest. Like they're going to run him out the building um, at times. So that's seven, right? Who else, who else is getting the, getting the run? We've got Dort when he's back and healthy, he's going to be in that's eight. Now we're looking at Nader. Nope. 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 I think he gets Ferguson. Nope. I think you're missing on that one too. Right. Like, so, so how deep do we get Diallo? He showed out during this whole bubble. And I think that he's one of the ones that sneaks into this rotation. And I, and I was going to say, honestly, I think that the thunder are going to be one of the very few teams we're probably going to run 10. I, I think so. Normally, yes, your playoff rotations do shrink. You know what I mean? Normally they do. But the way that this team has played um, and just the different things that they all bring, um, I, I still think we might play 10. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm everybody that you named, right? Everybody that you named. So we're at seven right there with Dort. Um, you're going to add in Diallo. We didn't mention Baisley. He's playing, obviously. Yeah, I have him in this. And then you have Nerlens and probably Muscala here, right? So that's pretty much the way that I think it's going to go. I don't think we're going to see any Nader. He was too shot happy during that bubble and didn't let the offense just sort of work through it. And that's the thing about us in, in, in this scenario we need we don't need quantity possessions because the rockets are going to give us the quantity with as much as they'd like to run and gun they're going to give us that and miss shots um but we need quality possessions you know ones that we can get good solid scores on i'll, I'll score 102 pointers and let you shoot 33 three pointers and see who wins you know um i think i or by 52 pointers there we go um you know, we win by one there. That's exactly what happened. So, um, I, yeah, I, I we think we're going to have a deeper lineup than most teams. I honestly, and think we didn't mention Dre and, and Dre. Yeah. So we're, we're going to run probably really That's 11. Yeah. We're going to run deep and it's, I think it's just going to depend on everyone's going to have smaller minutes right now. Let's say as this series goes on, the lineup's going to shrink, but that first game expects, at least 10 to run. I mean, I'm, I'm saying at least 10 to run that first game. 
um, and then we'll sort of reevaluate after game one um, and go to game two. And we've, we're probably – how that's going to shrink is it's probably going to end up being Adams and Noel that lose minutes yeah. in, no, our, in our rotation. Yeah, he's going to lose the most this this series for sure. I mean, that's just it, – it's just a – it sucks, but it's going to happen because um, we're going to end up running Bays or Muscala there, in my opinion, as opposed to him. Um, but I, I think game one is a really hard determining factor too, you know what I mean, whenever I'm really thinking about it because you don't have Russ. You know, you, you can't sit there and plan for the rest of the series whenever they're missing their second-best player on the team. Um, arguably their first best player on the team, depending on, you know, what's happening that game. So, um, yeah, man, it's – we're going to have a deep lineup. I, I think we have probably one of – minus the Nuggets, probably one of the deepest teams uh, in the, the playoff bubble right now. I mean, Lakers, they're pretty deep. Uh, who else is deep? The Clippers, would we say? If are you're just deep? talking out – if you're just talking out west. Yeah. 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 I mean, but like, like Toronto's pretty deep. Yeah, Miami's really deep. Um, I still think. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I still think it's going to be. I've said it before. I think it's going to be Thunder Heat. Oh my god! Round two in the finals. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I I will take redemption from 2012 all over again as long as the refs don't screw us in Game Four. Um, no, there's, gosh, like. And we've sort of went like all around during this thing. You know what I mean? There was like no structure to it, but that's exactly what this series is going to be. There's going to be no structure. There's going to be, it's going to be complete chaos. Um, this whole series, just, just with how different these teams play, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be uh, adjustment after adjustment after adjustment happening. And um, I mean, I don't know about you, you know, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about this, but is game one a must win for the Thunder? Yes. And and do you – are you saying that because Russ is out or would you say that yes. in any other situation? I'm saying it because Russ is out. Like, okay. if we're ever going to have an advantage, this is it. Yep. We can – you know, Dort, we love Dort as, as, a, as a fan base. We know that he brings a lot to the table. He can play any type of minutes against pretty much any type of player. Um, he's a he he can defend on anyone, and he can shoot. Um, he's got a lot to offer. He's not Russell Westbrook, right? Yeah. And so us missing Dort and then missing Russ, like if I can just go ahead and agree that that will be the case all series, I will take it a yeah. hundred times out of a hundred. And, okay. no, and, and so I agree with, you. with with Russ being out, that affects their ability to be effective in the small ball lineup. So like if they're not hitting shots, they're not getting rebounds because Russ is the one that, right. And, and Russ is the one that, that kind of makes the whole thing stick together. Rocco in his own way is also a glue guy for that, but not to the degree that Russ allows that, that thing to run. So um, if we're ever going to jump up and have an advantage, it's going to be game one. No, I agree there. And then Russ coming back, being down, you know, a game, then maybe he mentally is, is pressing too much and trying to do too much and yeah. doesn't, isn't able to get out of his own way. Like, like we said, you know, with Russ, it's never a physical thing. It's a mental thing. Yep. And 
and he's the only person that could beat himself. So um, I, I think that it is a must win. Doesn't mean that I'm that I'm going to throw in the towel after game one. I think that we can still match up with those guys. Yep. But if we win game one, I don't think it goes seven. If if we lose game one, I think it goes seven. All right. So you're you're thinking it's going six or seven is what you're thinking. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, I just don't see any way that we don't give up two to Houston just with how hot they can get and the fact that they have, you know the two best players on the floor at any given point. So uh, there's no way to get around that, right? Talent is talent in the playoffs. Yeah. But we had the two most talented players, uh, arguably the two most talented players against Portland, arguably the two most talented players against Utah, and it didn't matter, right? Dame went nuts. Uh, Rubio went nuts a game yeah. in the Utah series, and then obviously Donovan Mitchell made a name for himself there. So like, there's there's a lot, there are a lot of things going against against you sometimes if you're going up against a really really solid team. But for I, us, like, I I just don't know how we could possibly beat the Rockets in five. So I'm my bull prediction is we're beating them in five. Um, I'll take it. Yeah, I I honestly think so because. With the Rockets, once you find the way to beat them, they really can't deviate from their game plan too much, right? The only thing that they can do is just shoot a better percentage. And if we all know something, that the NBA is a league of averages, you know what I mean? And and even the Rockets fall more towards the mean um, than being at the – or the median, you know, than being at the very, very top, you know, top side of every single stat. So um, I think defense wins championships – I think rebounding wins championships. I think free throws win championships. And we have a lot of all three of those. Um, so I honestly think we're, we're getting out of there for one. Um, and, and I'm just going to say it. I trust Billy in this series so much. Cause if you go look at the other times that we played the Rockets, he put us in really good positions to win games. I mean, really good positions. It, we were just a couple of shots, you know, missed from winning the thing or, you know, a couple of bad calls one way or the other. Uh, with this squad that rarely makes mistakes um, that are just fatal, um, I, I, I think that, you know, you, you said Baszler's X, X factor. I think the coaching is also going to be the other X factor here. And, and I'm sorry, I'm running with my co-coach of the year, um, Billy here, because he's, the guy's an adjustment machine. I mean, he, he literally will call a timeout and we'll be playing one way on defense and he'll completely flip it over on its head. Um, and we'll do something a little bit different and it works. So, um, all right. So there are a couple of things that I want to break this down real quick to see who has the advantage coaching thunder thunder who has the best player rockets, right? got to be hardened when rockets fans if you're listening to this looking for headline material <laughs> that's not going to be the one right yeah um okay um strength versus strength so the, the rocket small ball ability versus the the thunders lineup versatility which which gets the advantage there you said us and five because our versatility yeah 
we'll be able to figure out what works against us, against them, right? So we have the ability to go big. We have the ability to go small. Whatever we got to do, we can still beat you that way. Okay. Um, Clutchness. The Thunder were the – Chris Paul was the most clutch player in the NBA prior to the restart. Yep. The Houston Rockets were the most clutch team after the restart, having overcome uh, several large deficits uh, to get wins. Who is the more clutch team? If you're looking at a team, I'm going with Thunder because we did it more consistently in the season. And I'm, I'm a wholehearted believer if you do it once, you can do it again, right? If, even if there's different variables that second time, you can still do it. Um, and hell, what was the game where Moose hit that three? Who are we playing again? Oh, the Heat. Yeah, yeah there the Heat go. started off real hot, and yeah. then we – we, we still, hit like 10 threes or something in the in the fourth but, quarter. But that wasn't even like us just shooting the lights out that game, right? It was literally grinding it out, playing good defensive possessions over and over and over again, and then finally making shots, you know, and then falling back more towards the median versus being, you know, really, really <laughs> shooting 60, 70% from three at one point. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'd go thunder there, you know, all the way. Um I don't know. It's just this, this series. And I, and I think I agree with you here the more and more that I think about it, this series is probably going to end up getting to the Western conference finals. Um, you know, depending on who wins this thing and mostly. So you like whoever to win this over the Lakers. Well, I, if I'm being honest here, right. And I want to throw up in my mouth as I say this, but I think the Blazers match up very well against the Lakers. I, everyone's acting like this is about to be a cakewalk for the Lakers just because they were the number seed, you know, number one seed in the West. It is not at all. Like, if you look at the big man matchup, you know, sub in Whiteside for Nurkic, right? There goes your Anthony Davis, quote unquote, stopper. You know, it's a little bit better than having Narkic out there because that boy can't stop a cold if he wanted to. Um, yeah, but the dude's cold in his own right. I agree. Manufacture I agree. a lot on the other end. You know, is LeBron going to be the best player in that series? Yes. You know what I mean? If, if it's me as the Blazers, I'm going to let LeBron put up 40 and I'm going to try to shut everybody else down and make it tough on everybody else. And I think Terry Stotts, if I'm being completely honest, is a hundred times better of a coach than Frank Vogel. A hundred times better. Um, coach Terry is, he's good stuff, man. Like he is a very, very, very good coach. Um, Dame's going to have the advantage on whoever else. Like I, I think going into this second round, um, the Lakers will probably be a little tired if we get through them and we're going to be able to match up big man to big man also. I mean, it, it's going to be able to happen. Um, you know, Nerlens is familiar with AD, you know. Um, it's, yeah, there's, the only thing we really don't have an answer for is LeBron, but Dort has proved us right a couple of times there this season. Where I got, he, I got an answer for LeBron. What's the that? same way that we defend Russ. Pack the paint. Shoot the three, shoot it. Yeah. And then you're he's not he's also not a great free throw shooter. So like uh, not this year. Not this year. But I mean, if we're looking at this, I mean, I think that that regardless, either team is gonna be in a good position to get out of that that second 
let's get out of that second round and get into the Western Conference. Um, because I'm I'm just not sold on the Lakers, especially the way that they played in the bubble. And I mean, they got Dion Waiters, and the guy is all over the place, and he's been in their main rotation. Um, yeah, I mean, enough about the Lakers, though. Enough about that. But I I, I do think that we can we can run the table if we get through this and and get to the Western Conference Finals at least. So my final question for you, because we broke down coaching, we broke down best player, we broke down strength versus strength and clutch, right? Mm-hmm. Who is going to be the player of the series? Honestly, Shea. I think it's going to end up get it. Shea. <clears throat> You're going to get it going again. Yeah, he's well, he's not going to have a, a good matchup on him on the other end. I'm guessing James Harden's going to guard him. Um. I mean, he has the ability to put people in foul trouble. I mean, he's done it over and over and over at this, you know, this season. I, I think that Shea's going to be the guy after this series is over. We're like, holy crap. I mean, this kid is really freaking good. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's just me. That's just me. What do you think? I I, I think that I will say this. After this series, there are going to be a lot of Baisley jerseys sold online. I'm down with it. I might get myself. He started. Out. The dude started to come out a little bit towards the end of the of, of the seeding games. Donovan gave him as much run as he wanted. I still say that you know I said it before. I'll say it again. He got time at the five because we knew that this was happening. The Rockets are going to have no answer. You're actually going to see Russell Westbrook demand to guard Baisley by the time this series is over. I can see that. I can see that. I mean, I think I think we got a lot of ideas out there. You know, what we think might happen, what we expect to happen, um, playing it by some of the numbers. But, I mean, like I mentioned, this is about to be a chaotic series here and it's going to be really really fun i'm calling the thunder in five um i'll probably be eating my words later i think your thunder in six is probably a little bit more um acceptable to say but i'm a homer so i'm gonna go with it um before we jump up out of here any closing thoughts yeah um i'm again props to chris paul for helping to get all this stuff organized um this would have always been kind of the season that got away. I think for us, uh, we, we all wanted to see how this storybook year was going to end. Um, and with COVID, you know, I think a lot of Thunder fans thought, man, this is our best chance that we've had to, to win this thing since uh, game six clay happened. So I, and I still in a seven game series, we might get got, and that's fine because most of the time in a series, we're not going to have the best player on the court. But the Detroit Pistons, when they ended the Lakers dynasty, didn't have the best player on the court either. And that didn't matter because they had the best team on the court. Thanks and they so could much. play up and they could play down and they can make the game muddy. And they were clutch. And we can play up and we can play down and we can make the game muddy. And we have the most clutch player in the NBA in Chris Paul. So let's roll. I'm ready. And I think I, I agree with you on all that. I'm just, I'm ready to go to bed, wake up tomorrow and freak out as, you know, this 
storybook ending, as we'll call it, you know, the, to the COVID season um, is finally happening. And um, I don't know about you. I'm just really happy that the season didn't go to waste after being so excited about this team. Um, and no matter what happens here, I'm just going to say that I am damn proud of what we put on the floor this year and what we were able to accomplish together. Um, and I think that's, that's something no matter what Thunder fans that, that we should most definitely appreciate um, this level of su- success that we've had for 12 years, you know, going on now. So um, this is going to be another fun one, y'all. So buckle up, get ready for some pettiness, get ready for some craziness, um, get ready for Billy Donovan chewing gum harder than anybody this side of the Mississippi. Um, I mean, this is going to be a absolute blast and I hope you guys all enjoy it, even though it's going to be mentally exhausting and, um, hard to cheer and when not to cheer. Um, but let's just have fun with it. Let's enjoy it as we close out this season again, Chris Paul, like you said, thank you, sir. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for getting everybody together. You're a true leader. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm just ready to thunder up and that's all I'm ready to do. So, uh, with that said, I mean, I'm Jerry, that's Maddie. Dylan had to go deliver the wood. So he had to jump up out of here. So we'll give him a, an extra, uh, loud thunder up to close this thing out, but playoffs start tomorrow y'all. So you know what to do. And that's Thunder Up! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.